Welcome to Star Trek Story, Myth, and Arcs podcast. It's five-year mission to explore Star Trek arcs and themes, seek out new story directions, and boldly tell stories that no one has told before. Hailing frequencies open, sir. Hello, Captain Pike fans. As always, each episode, my intention is to explore the fundamentals of storytelling through the lens of Star Trek. My hope is that we will have fun exploring the themes while learning lessons that we can apply to our own fiction. There is no set schedule. Just do one when I feel like it. So now, let's boldly go. This piece was written on May 15th, 2020. This morning, it was announced that a new Star Trek series called Strange New Worlds is actually going to happen. After nearly a year of fan campaigns and demands, most notably on Twitter by the folks at Captain Pike's ENT, we will get a show about Captain Pike and the Enterprise that Gene Roddenberry envisioned 56 years ago. It's clear from the statements of the actors, the props team, and the producers that the show has already started. I'm sure the first season is already mapped and ready to go, and according to Hollywood Reporter, quote, Alex Kurtzman will oversee the drama as he does all things Star Trek for CBS All Access. The series premiere was written by Akiva Goldsman, who collaborated with Discovery bosses Kurtzman and Jenny Lumont on the story. While Goldman's scripts have not always been well-served by directors, I am a fan of his underrated script for Constantine, a comic I've always been a big fan of. And that movie would have been great besides the miscasting of Keanu Reeves as the title Hellblazer. Seriously, go back and give that movie a look because it's better than you remember. And I think Goldsman's work on Fringe, Discovery, and Picard has been very good. I am sure Kurtzman and Goldsman already have a detailed plan for Strange New Worlds, but part of the fun of this podcast is to explore and speculate on possible directions. When the first season is done, perhaps we can come back here to this podcast and see how close or how far off I was in the direction of the Pike Captain show. Personally, this is not my favorite choice moving forward for the fan franchise. I have been vocal in the past that I'd like to see more shows like Picard going into the future of Trek. I've generally had enough with prequels, but that being said, Anson Mount was just too good in the role for me to not be excited like everyone else. Nonetheless, the show, as well cast as it is, will have to deal with the inherent problems of taking place in the back history of Star Trek. There's a certain lack of suspense we will have knowing it is impossible for the Enterprise or Spock to be killed. We already know the fate of Captain Pike as grim as it is. There are only a few ways that the writers could use that inherent weakness and turn it into strength. Remember when Bruce Lee said to be like water? Kurtzman and crew already used the idea of an alternate universe in the 2009 J.J. Abrams reboot. The Romulan super, supernova killed Kirk's father and started a universe in which, in, which in Star Trek is called the Kelvin Timeline. Strange New Worlds could possibly use this method by sending Pike and the Enterprise into an alternate timeline. And I would advise against that. The only way to make this work, in my opinion, would be to hide it, like the Captain Lorca being from the Mirror Universe storyline on Discovery, or Burnham being the Red Angel. 
In a social media age, this can be a risky path. Indeed, during the first season of Discovery, fans were constantly taking to the internet to complain that Lorca was not behaving like a Starfleet captain. The writers knew that was for a reason, but for some reactionary fans who wrote off the show too early, they never got a chance to see that there was a very good story reason behind this. The fans didn't trust the writers, and it took two seasons to explain why Spock never spoke of his sister. To me, I was willing to suspend disbelief and thought the explanation was well-earned. We know that Pike understands his fate, and the new events could make him question his reality. This would be done in small bits while telling other more traditional Star Trek tales. A copy enterprise could work if it built up to many enterprises working together to stop the same threat. The crew could come upon new worlds that remember them when they shouldn't have been there before. The threat of the Pike season should be a little bit more science fictional. I'm thinking something on a cosmic scale. It could affect the Klingons and Romulans and other species, but for one thing is for sure no no more out of control AIs. We've done that twice in a row. You could do the above story in a two-part arc that leads to a larger one. Well, I'm exploring this option first. It is not my favorite idea for a seasonal arc. I think it would make a great two-parter, though. Another possible path for a season to be revealed that is for the season to be revealed to be a Telosian projection. Pike and the viewers would not know until the end of the story. This could create conflict for Pike when he sees the future that he foresaw is not happening how he was told. Perhaps the Telosians are using the projection to stop a threat from outside the galaxy. This projection would take place outside of time and could be interesting. It could work. There are many reasons why I would avoid this path, but the first is that Star Trek fans have clearly shown that the canon and the history matter to them. The end of the Telosian projection story would have a feeling of, it was all a dream. A good twist, but perhaps unsatisfying. We know that Pike's life is ultimately tied to Talos IV, so it makes sense to perhaps build to this later in the series. When writing a prequel, that history becomes narrative handcuffs. The fans want to see this era of Star Trek history, but the storytellers want to put the characters in peril. For one thing, a character whose history is unknown is on the block. The show should move quickly to establish other members of the support crew and within three to four episodes kill someone unexpectedly. One aspect of having Pike be a captain of the show is that his character arc is kind of locked in by the events of the Menagerie from the original series and season two of Discovery. That again is the problem with prequels. We know he will be injured in a training accident and will become paralyzed. So, how do we turn this weakness into narrative strength? Pike knows he's going to die, so perhaps he takes risks with the Enterprise and his life that seem insane to number one, his most trusted officer. Spock would also find this highly illogical. Because this is the Enterprise, the introduction of young Scotty Uhura or Sulu is also not a bad idea. This could be done through B storylines to introduce another junior officer of the show who can be put in peril. We can see these young officers prove themselves, starting as green, fresh out of the academy, and more important, fresh to deep space. 
it would be great to actually have characters who deeply enjoy and are amazed by the wonders of space travel. The early episodes of Enterprise did this well when the characters would, for example, look up at the night sky and see our sun from another world. Picard gave a little bit of attention to this with Girardi's first trip being beyond Earth. I think this shows this show has a really cool chance to show people who we know will become veterans show that first initial amazement at being on the Enterprise and being in deep space. Spock's arc is clear. He is learning to become a leader and has to balance his logical nature. The roots of this are in the original series episode, Galileo 7. Spock is taking on new duties and being a leader. His peers would be worried about his logic putting them in danger. Pike knows better, but that would also provide tension between Pike, Spock, and the rank and file. A little bit more of his isolation as a Vulcan. I think that is needed for Spock. For number one's arc, the biggest mystery and most exciting part, because we know so little about her, an arc that explains her backstory and sets up her leaving for her own command seems to be something that Strange New Worlds should build to. Maybe events in her history or her home world, which at this point are unknown, could tie to future events. Pike should be pushing her for her own command. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Early in Discovery, there were attempts to take the fact that they were in space seriously and that they were on an actual space vessel. There was almost zero attempts at that in Picard. So I would like to see the danger of space travel highlighted and little bits of world building that remind the viewers, the characters, and let's face it, the actors, that they are in space far from home. Some of the side characters could really serve that role. So the isolation and feeling of being cooped up is something that I think they need to do more on the show. The need for short leave, that kind of thing. Of course, balance that with moments of awe at the things that they're seeing while exploring deep space. I mean, seriously, this, this is amazing shit they're seeing. It seems to me serving on the Enterprise would be long stretches of boredom mixed with bursts of excitement and terror. So Strange New Worlds is exciting for fans, and I can't wait to see what Kurtzman and crew come up with next. Okay, that's it. I'm your host, David Agronoff. I do this podcast for fun. I don't expect donations, and I don't have a Patreon. But if you want to support me, you can follow my projects. Uh, my most recent book is Goddamn Killing Machines. It's a science fiction novel. Kind of think of it as Philip K. Dick meets The Dirty Dozen. And that's available on the Clash Books website. All my books are available on Amazon. You can search by my name. You can follow me at D. Agronoff Author or this podcast at Star Trek Arcs on both Facebook and Twitter. I am an author, critic, and podcaster who writes science fiction and horror novels. At this moment, I have seven novels and two short story collections published. I was nominated for the Wonderland and Splatterpunk Awards. And some of my more well-known novels are The Vegan Revolution with Zombies, Punk Rock Ghost Story, that were published by the horror imprint that I press. But I also co-host a podcast devoted to the works of Philip K. Dick and other Dick-adjacent new wave late 20th century science fiction. So check that out. Anyways, next up we're going to have an interview with longtime Star Trek books editor John Ordover. You're going to love it.